Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We live in a world where we're supposed to celebrate men who put lipstick on and call themselves women. Does it make sense? I mean, how can a woman have a penis? How can men give birth when they're not wired that way, when God didn't make them that way? But we're told to just shut up and accept this clown world that we live in. You're a bigot if you speak out. You're transphobic if you speak out. Shut up. There's this intentional blurring of the lines between truth and and lies, a distortion of the facts intentionally, a blurring of the lines between what's right and wrong. They want us to live in a chaotic world where anything goes and anything goes society, a society that allows evil to thrive in. I won't accept it. I I refuse. That's not the world that I want to live in. That's not the world I want to raise kids in. That's not a world where that even allows for common sense to exist. And we need more people who will speak out. We need to celebrate people who are willing to speak out. And one of those people is Riley Gaines. She's a former University of Kentucky swimming star uh, who was a 12-time All-American and a five-time SEC champion. It's pretty incredible. She had a swim against Leah Thomas, who's a man. How is that fair? And how is it brave to celebrate a six-foot-one man competing against women? in sports. Where's the bravery in that? And why hasn't the NCAA stood up for female athletes? Where are the older generation of women athletes standing up for the younger generation? Why does this 22-year-old have to do it? But we're fortunate to have Riley Gaines on the show because she is brave, she is courageous, and she is blazing a path for younger generations to live in a fair and just world with common sense. Stay tuned for Riley Gaines. Riley, I really appreciate you joining the show. I think you're tremendously brave. And, you know, we need young people like you speaking out because we need to have younger generations influence. And I think it's going to take young people to do it. So I really appreciate what you're doing. Of course. And I totally agree with you. And just thank you for giving me the opportunity and the platform to continue speaking out. Are you ever just like, where are the older people? You know, why do I as a young person have to take on this role? Absolutely. Um, When I first initially started speaking out last year after our NCAA championships, I was truly looking for a coach to say something or someone with political power or someone within the NCAA 
I thought it needed to come from them until it kind of hit me that if we as female athletes aren't willing to stick up for ourselves, how can we expect someone else to stick up for us? And so I under, I understand that it has to come from female athletes, but I, I, I think it's truly crazy. You know, I'm only 22 years old and I've been exposed and thrusted into this position where I, <laughs> I never felt fully equipped for, I still don't feel fully equipped for. And so it is a bit mind boggling that one, there's not more people my age speaking out and two, the older generation, the generation that fought relentlessly for title nine. Um, and of course the me too movement, where are all these people, where are the men, the coaches who is taking precedent and acknowledging that the women's sporting category is at jeopardy here. Well, yeah. I mean, what's the point of women's sports now? Right. I know. Well, it's interesting because there's so many, obviously there's so many organizations like, the IOC, which is the Olympic committee and all these sports specific organizations that have all of these strict policies for doping and performance enhancing drugs. Um, but now suddenly when the trans issue is brought to light, they say testosterone has no effect on performance. But if that was the case, there would be no sporting categories. We would just have one big free for all and men compete against women and it would be relatively equal and how it panned out, but that's not what we would see. And we all know that if there was no sporting category or um, sex specific categories. May I have three brothers. I have an older brother who used to, you know, beat me up as most older brothers do. And I, I can tell you men have a competitive advantage. So I, I had to deal with that. Absolutely. You know, and to your point, Riley, you know, it's, I mean, I do think it's important for younger generations like yourself to, to speak because I think you're going to have a better time influencing your peers and younger generations, but adults should also be there protecting people like you and, and standing up for you. And, and also the NCAA, I, I feel like has an obligation to, to stand up for its female athletes, but you know, where have they been? Well, they've been the ones perpetrating all of this. Um, they were the ones who explicitly subjected us to undressing in front of a naked male, um, to which these past couple of days, it's come out that this naked male that we were undressing in front of really is just a part of the AGP community, uh, um, community, which is the autogenophiliac which means you're sexually aroused from dressing as a woman. Um, so the NCAA, rather than protecting us as females, they put us in that situation. And might I add, they never disclosed to us, forewarned us that we would be in that situation. Um, they told us, of course, that we were competing against Thomas, but we had no idea, nor did we give them our consent to share a changing space with a biological man who I might add is fully intact with male genitalia. So uh, obviously then he gets aroused by this uh, and you're subjected to it. I mean, the way I look at it is, you know, that's a sexual harassment incident. Absolutely. And that's, <laughs> that's what you would think, but it's, it's almost comical because now um, the Biden administration is actively trying to, of course, rewrite title nine to where it is not, well, I guess sex would now equate to gender identity. Um, so under Biden's new Title IX rewrite, it would actually be sexual harassment if I misgender Leah Thomas, but it is not sexual harassment for Leah Thomas to show his body parts um, to us as we are undressing. That is not sexual harassment, but me using the pronouns he, him. Now that, that is. <laughs> so it's almost comical. Any sane person would hear that and laugh 
Like, is this really how far we've come as a country that this is what we're defining as sexual harassment? I mean, I, I can't imagine, you know, I, I've been in locker rooms. I, I played sports growing up. I, I can't imagine being in a locker room and then having a naked man staring at me and just the level of intrusiveness, uh, the level of violation, uh, embarrassment even uh, of having to be subjected to that. Right. It's a subconscious. I mean, it's innate. You feel uncomfortable when you know a male gaze is in the room while you're undressing like you immediately want to cover which i want to add a swimming locker room is not a place of modesty generally um these suits you put on they're skin tight it takes about 15 minutes to which you're fully exposed putting these suits on um and not to mention it's a distraction more than anything um we are supposed to be there supposed to be on our A game, competing to the best of our ability. But let me tell you, it is so hard to not let that incident be a distraction, which of course inhibits your performance capabilities and how well you perform when you're not mentally all there. Swimming, of course, like most sports, is, is extremely mental. Um, of course, there's a lot of physical that goes into it, but the mental um, toll it has on you is huge. And so it was a distraction. Well, and then, of course, the irony is you mentioned the changes that Biden's trying to make. But then when he chose Kamala Harris as a VP, one of the boxes he wanted to check is the fact that she's a woman. But if being a woman no longer matters, then what's the point? You know, it's like we just live in such silly times. And, you know, of course, this doesn't make sense. No, I know. I, well, the thing is, truthfully, I feel like it makes sense to 95% of people, if not more, which, which sane person would truthfully say that men and women are athletically the same? No one, at least I, if they are, I can't comprehend that. But majority of the people we know what's happening is wrong. And this translates far beyond sports. Um, just this whole gender ideology propaganda, what's happening in elementary schools what's happening within prison systems in the U.S. I mean, we know that this stuff is wrong, but people are terrified of being labeled as transphobic, which at first I understood. Um, when I first spoke out, I was scared of being called transphobic, but now I've realized that it doesn't make me hateful. It doesn't make me transphobic. It doesn't make me a bigot to understand and publicly say that there are two sexes that you cannot change your sex and that women deserve respect and opportunities, um, again, in sports, but far beyond sports as well. Well, and how many times do you hear about a, a man entering women's sports and then all of a sudden, you know, they start breaking records when they were not able to do that among other women, right? That doesn't, you don't hear a lot of women entering men's sports and then they start breaking records where we saw that with Leah Thomas. No, you don't. And I think it's important to add um, last year at our NCAA championships where we had, of course, Leah Thomas, who is a male to female transitioner at the same meet, we had a female transitioning to male who had the reassignment surgery on the top, who had a double mastectomy, who went by he, him name was now Isaac, but of course was swimming with the women because this person would have never qualified for NCAAs as a, as a male. So this proves that the women's category is what's at jeopardy, not the men's category. Um, this said swimmer who 
is now a trans man is competing with the men and went from being an all American phenomenal female swimmer to placing last every time as a man, actually the other day got second to last and be a man with one arm. So that's what we're looking at. Um, there's so much talk of trans women competing with women, but hardly, I mean, crickets from trans men in the men's category. How did Leah Thomas do when he was uh, swimming against other men? Leah, the year before transitioning, ranked 462nd at best in the men's category. There's people who will say, Leah was ranked six. Leah was this. First of all, I'm a swimmer. I know I know how to follow this stuff. That's not true. Leah might have placed sixth at a conference meet or at a dual meet, but Leah never even remotely qualified for NCAAs as a male. This was not a lateral movement, which is why this conversation is necessary. Had this have been a lateral movement and we had science that could prove these hormone suppressors, which we know would never, I mean, even with hormone suppression, there's certain advantages that would never be mitigated. But let's say in theory, they could, this could be a potentially a different conversation, but this is not a lateral movement. This isn't Leah ranking 500s, placing 500s in the women's category. This is Leah becoming the fastest woman in the entire country, beating out Olympians, American record holders, and some of the most impressive athletes, female athletes of, of really our time. What's frustrating about that is so I played field hockey and lacrosse growing up. I almost played in college. Um, I tore my ACL as I was getting recruited, and it, it was kind of one of those situations where uh, you know, all the D1 schools were like, yeah, don't call us. We'll call you. You know, <laughs> I got on official visits and stuff. Uh, but, you know, it all happens how it's supposed to. But but the frustrating thing about this, especially in, in swimming, I mean, there's a level of dedication and hard work. I mean, you are busting your butt to get to the level that you did working incredibly hard and then to basically have this you know unfair competition. Uh, I, I can't imagine how demoralizing and frustrating that is after sacrificing so much to reach this level as you did. Right. And you're exactly right by saying there were sacrifices made. Um, I swam like most swimmers at an elite level. I mean, essentially all swimmers, it's impossible to find a swimmer who started swimming before the, or after the age of six. I mean, I started swimming at four and it was every day, which sounds crazy, but you dedicate your life to your sport. I missed out on proms. I missed out on vacations. Um, every summer at college, we were forced to be at school taking classes so we could train. I mean, there's so much you give up, which I'm, I'm so grateful for. I'm not sitting here whining about giving things up. I was more than willing to give these things up, but it's because I was dedicated to being the best that I could be. But when you have a biological man come in there and you have to race against each other. It just feels like you're you're starting the race with your hands behind your back. Like it's so just heartbreaking. I mean, of course, Title IX was created to protect women's sports and opportunities, and it just feels like this is regressive. And the left likes to look at this as it's progressive. We're moving forward, but this is taking us back 50 years in time. This is not progressive. It's actually quite the opposite. You've had uh, where I think you tied Leah Thomas and they, they gave the, the trophy to him on the podium because they wanted him to be in the photos with the trophy. And then you were nominated by the university of Kentucky uh, as their NCAA woman of the year. But so was he, even though he's not a woman. So it, it's like that, that is just uh, totally frustrating. Yes. It felt like, especially in the instance of when 
um, we tied and they have one trophy and they give it to Thomas. And when I questioned him, he was like, well, Thomas has to have it for photo purposes. It just felt like we as female athletes were reduced to a photo op to validate the identity of a man. And that's truthfully what pushed me over the edge into speaking out is when they told me Thomas had to have the trophy for picture purposes, it was like, it all made sense to me, which of course it did before this, but what the NCAA was trying to do was save face. Um, They're following the money. They're following this loud minority because they don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to get sued. They don't want to deal with backlash, but I made it my goal for them to have to deal with backlash when they put us through what they put us through. Did any U Penn swimmers stand up and say this is wrong? Because of course he was nominated. He he was picked to be their NCAA Woman of the Year uh, in competition there. So did any U Penn female swimmers step up? Not publicly. Um, they did some stuff anonymously. They sent emails. Um, I've talked with several of them over the course of this these past couple months. One of them. Um, has been kind of filling me in on all of the silencing methods that their university has used to ensure that they're quiet, which is heartbreaking because now not only is this an issue, of course, with the fairness in our sports, but this has become an issue of freedom of speech and their schools made them go to mandatory LGBTQ meetings every week. Um, When they were concerned about the locker room piece and they reached out to their, their university, um, and I, I swear I have a screenshot of this. I can't believe it's even in writing, but their university said, if you feel uncomfortable seeing male genitalia, here's some counseling resources that you should seek. And then they were referred, of course, to the LGBTQ Education Center on campus to educate themselves. Um, they were told that their school has already made their stance for them. Um, they're told they're never, they will never get into grad school. They will lose friends. They will never get a job if they speak out. Um, one of Leah's teammates actually was, um, sexually assaulted in high school. Um, she was raped. And so she was dealing with all of this trauma. And when Leah came out and transitioned, um, she immediately sat with her coaches and said, Hey, like, this is what I'm dealing with. This is my past. This is really triggering to me. And it causes me a lot of anxiety. Is there something we can do? And her coaches said, no, sorry, suck it up, which is just to me. I mean, I'm fortunate enough. I've never had to go through anything um, like that necessarily, but I, I just can't imagine feeling so hopeless and no one who is there, who's there to protect you doing anything to actually protect you. Quick commercial break. More with Riley Gaines on the other side. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from 4Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. 
Go to fourpatriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com slash Lisa. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So obviously you're dealing with all this stuff behind the scenes. At what point were you just like, I, I need to speak out. You know, what was it? Why did you decide to, to speak out? You know, I, I truthfully, like I said, I knew what was happening was wrong. I knew the competition was wrong. I knew the locker room situation was wrong. Um, but it was when we were sidelined. So Leah could have the trophy. That's when it occurred to me that someone has to do something. Because like I said, I was truthfully looking for someone else to do it. I wanted some other swimmer to to take a stand and I could kind of follow quietly behind them. Um, but I started thinking of all of the warriors and trailblazers who fought for title nine. Um, I started thinking of one day I, I just got married one day. I hope to have daughters and I started to think of their future. What if no one speaks up? What would that mean for my daughter? Sports has given me so much. Um, and this, it, so many skills, so many leadership skills, the confidence to continue doing what I'm doing and not care about the backlash. Um, I want my daughters to have that opportunity. My sons, if I'm fortunate to have sons, I can't imagine them not having the same access and resources that I did. Um, and that's what pushed me over the edge. And so I called my, my athletic director at the university of Kentucky and He's an amazing and amazing person and we have a good relationship. And so I called him and I said, Hey, this is what happened. These are my convictions. How do you feel about me taking a public stance? And he said, speak your heart. Um, I will support you in anything you do, which 
now I'm realizing God put me at the University of Kentucky. He put me in the position to where Leah Thomas and I tied um, because there's no other athletic director in the NCAA who is as supportive of their athletes and their um, true convictions as Mitch Barnhart was to me. Um, so I'm so grateful for my university and my coaches. I never de- dealt with silencing, which is 100% an anomaly. No, and then what's been, you know, obviously you've had the support of the University of Kentucky, which is, is beautiful to hear that, you know, there's still places of sanity out there on all of this. What's been the public response? Like, you know, how has that been for you? You know, at first it was hard for me to handle all the negative comments, all the death threats, all of the the comments about my appearance and so many people telling me that this isn't what Christ would do. You're not a Christian. That was hard for me to hear. Um, but now, oh my gosh, the support is tenfold. I mean, there is so much more support, especially as people get more comfortable and more instances happen similar to the Leah Thomas one. Um, again, in prisons, I mean, just all over where women are essentially getting erased people are becoming more vocal and people are providing support and it has been so, so much more support than anything negative. And now I'm so secure with myself and I stand so firm that the negative comments go in one ear (laughs) and out of the other. Um, I know I'm not transphobic. I think that word is so silly. I'm not scared of trans people. Um, I do think trans people should have rights. I think no one should be denied athletic opportunity but we should all compete fairly. Um, What makes one person's identity and mental health and feelings more valuable over a whole nother groups, Um, their mental health. What about their feelings? Of course, no one's asking that about us and um, us as female athletes. So, um, but there's been so much more support than anything negative. Well, if you've noticed, uh, you know, it's a tactic of the left to label people names. You know, for instance, if you don't get the vaccine, you're an anti-vaxxer. You know, it's like there's always a, a label to try to, uh, you know, put the societal shame on people that they want to shut up. And it's unfortunate. But to your point, you just have to know, you know what, they're going to do this anyways. And, and I know what I'm doing is right. I've had so many conversations with my family, with my friends. Um lots of prayer. And I know my true heart, I know my true intentions and my true intentions are not to advance myself personally throughout this matter, but it's to make changes, um, both at the state and federal level. So this doesn't have to happen to any girl again. No girl should compare themselves to a man. Is that where you get your strength from through your faith? Definitely. It's a huge part of me. And here recently, I feel like I don't know if I was just naive before, but I just feel like with everything happening in our society, I mean, look at what's happening, what happened at the Grammys where we have someone dressing up as Satan. I mean, I mean, I just feel like we live in this godless society. And I feel like that's kind of why we've taken this spiral down um, to which I think everyone can agree on. Um, look at what's happening. I mean, there's so many different, assets that I'm not even just sports. This is far beyond that, that are, um, just plummeting. Um, and so I feel like we just live in this godless society where we've lost our morals. We've lost our, um, sense of common sense, like our, our common sense. 
our understanding of truth and reality and logic and how that's crucial. We have people who deny truth till they're blue in the face. And it's really heartbreaking (laughs) to see and to hear. I I totally agree with you. I mean, I think there's been a a total blurring of the lines of what's right and wrong and and intentional chaos that they're creating uh, and a defying of the truth intentionally because a lot can thrive in chaos, right? It it creates an anything goes society. and, And it seems like that's the whole intention of this and also why they have such a problem with people like you standing up for what is right and standing up for what is true. There's no open dialogue anymore either. Um, And I know you kind of touched on this. If someone doesn't agree with you, it's just label them as something. There's no conversation, which is what I wanted to engage in. I've reached out to CNN and left-wing sites and media outlets numerous times to have me on because I want to spread the message to more than just conservatives because I think this is something that matters and should matter to more than just conservatives. Um, But they're unwilling to even have me on to talk about it, Um, which is sad because I think this is something that we should, conversation that we should embrace with open, open hearts, open minds. But that's, of course, not the way this and so many other issues are going. I do believe that bravery leads to other bravery. and, And I think you sort of setting a path and standing up will eventually lead to other people doing the same. So I I deeply respect you. I'll give you myself. If you ever want to talk, I'm here. I've, you know, worked in the media. So you you get used to being called things. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) it's, it's it's unfortunate, but I, I I sympathize and empathize with you. So Riley Gaines, uh, you're a heck of a woman, very proud of you. Tons of respect. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Well, I appreciate that so, so much. And I thank you for everything that you do. Truly, um, it's just inspiring. So thank you. That was Riley Gaines speaking out on some of this transgender craziness that we live in, this crazy society that we live in, uh, standing bravely for the truth. So she mentioned 22 years old, very young to have that much wisdom and to have that much bravery and strength. So I appreciate her coming on the show. I want to thank you guys at home for listening every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank my producer, John Cassio, for putting the show together. Uh, leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcasts.